Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Here's Chris Schmidt. Great to have you in on a Thursday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark in the uh, the main studio. He sprinted from down the hall after doing news here locally. And uh, yeah, Junior's been home all day because it's a snow day. About eight and a half inches here in Lincoln. I know Omaha got uh, backhanded a little bit with some snow and same with Central Nebraska. No fun, man, but at least it's thawing and melting and all that good stuff. It should be an all right weekend. Dude, both my roommates. Well, so my my one of my roommates is a public school teacher here with LPS. So as I'm getting ready to go do the the morning show here locally on KFR with Schmitty this morning, my roommate gets the call. Oh, school's not happening, so he's chilling. And he goes, "What are you doing up? Oh, I'm going to work. <laughs> Thank you very much." And then I get home and learn that my other roommate also took the day off. So it's just been me working. My roommates are at home playing the new Harry Potter game and just generally having a good time. And I'm at work and I go. Man, life ain't fair. But then I realized that my job is talking about the Huskers on the radio, and I go, eh, you know what? Maybe life's not that bad. So hold on a minute. Okay. <sighs> Tell me about this hot, this Harry Potter game. Is, is it like Legend of Zelda? I'm dating myself. I'm the old crusty guy in the room. Forgive me, but what is it? It's, a, it's an open-world role-playing game. <laughs> that sounds wrong. That you're getting wrong. you're getting judged. Do you know what oh, Skyrim is? You know what Skyrim is? No, I don't. It's I've a heard role of it. Playing game. No, no. So you are you are a wizard inside Bart's Hogwarts. Like a dog. You are a wizard inside Hogwarts, and you're going through your education while trying to fight the the dark forces. And I, I, I need to stop. Fantastic start. Basically, basically, oh, PC no. culture has tried to cancel the game because of J.K. Rowling, and my, one of my roommates got it anyway, and I can confirm it's a very fun game. I've been enjoying the hell out of it, uh, and I was quite disappointed whenever I am working and they're just sitting at home playing Harry Potter. So, <clears throat> with these roles you play... Okay. I'm serious. What... What I'm going to be a, a dude that can uh, turn an apple into a sledgehammer that that type of magic I've never seen any of the Harry Potters. So yeah, yeah, you're you're already behind the eight ball there. And, uh, it, it's more about like dueling and fighting evil evil magic okay. away. Okay, all, right, all right. So it's just a it's a it's a violence game. Yes and no, a family friendly game where it's just fine. I'm not trying to paint you as like this guy who 
sits in front of a gaming system for hours. Oh, no, that's not. That's my roommate. That's not me. I can't do that. Wow. Just Opening way to throw fire. him under the bus. I mean, geez. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's just like. Well, I like how you said it wasn't me. It was when my roommates were playing. I was working. And uh, good for you. We, right? each, we each have a character. We each have a right. character we're playing. And they're much further along than me because, again. I'm, I'm, I'm no different. When I was uh, in grade school or even in college, uh, we'd play Bill Walsh college football after the bars closed. Or growing up, it'd be Ken Griffey Jr. baseball or, or um, Tecmo football or even Mike Tyson's punch-out. I mean, that's that's uh, 35 years ago, but that's kind of what we did. And I get it. Gaming's huge and streaming's fun and good for you and your friends that are role-playing. You, okay. <laughs> Man, you had me going there for a second, too. I'm like, oh, he's actually being nice to me here. And then, no, we're back to role-playing. But... <laughs> I can say I'm, I'm usually a sports game guy. This is a bit of a change of pace for me. I've been enjoying it, but uh, I will say anyone out there, I will be anyone who wants it in FIFA 23. I, uh, I have retired from gaming because we had the Wii when Junior was young, and he ended up shaking me down. He'd bet, he'd bet <laughs> and he'd beat me in tennis. <laughs> so, uh, hey, good to be with you here on Hale Varsity. You can stream the show. Check us out. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel and then Hale Varsity Radio's Twitter handle as well, where you can watch the show at H Varsity Radio. Can also jump on Facebook and Twitter, uh, KFOR, Facebook and Twitter, uh, if you want to watch the show that way. Numbers to get in 489 1240, 489 1240, or 800 825 5865. Can email the show, Chris, at HaleVarsity.com. 20 minutes away, Brandon Vogel will join us. And in hour two, uh, we'll set up shop with uh, Great Husker and World Series champ Jabba Chamberlain. He'll get us kicked off at uh, 5 o'clock, get Jabba's take on the season, maybe uh, get some anecdotes as well uh, from uh, his time in the majors with just uh, uh, unique behavior. Not his, his uh, some of his teammates, similar to your roommates and the, the games they're kind of into. I, I'm behind the eight ball and dated and, and archaic with uh, what is new and trending uh, with the, the video game system. I don't think Junior plays video games that much anymore. Uh, Nebraska going old school when it comes to how they're approaching spring football and how winter conditioning is going. And, guys, when we talk about Nebraska football, you know, what are some questions we have about spring football for Nebraska? There's there's a myriad of questions. Good sit-down. We talked with Evan Bland of the World Herald yesterday. We'll get Brandon Vogel's take today and, and Brady Altman's tomorrow on spring ball moving forward. But a good uh, sit-down by the World Herald with uh, Coach Rule. And, you know... Nebraska has a lot of things to answer. So when I say, you know, what are the spring football questions in a, in a good write-up by The Athletic on each team's issue for spring football, you know, the, the, the key question is what, what can Nebraska realistically get done between now and, and April, and April 24th? What, what can they get done between now and then, well, first and foremost, uh, they're going to figure out who wants to be here. Uh, they're going to figure out who's meeting the new standard. And, guys, it's it's a setup of, I'm not going to run you off, 
Elijah. I'm not going to run you off, Connor, but this is how things are going to be moving forward. Do you fit? It's a choice, and you've got to earn the right to stick around, but I'm not going to show you the door. If it doesn't work, if it's not a fit, you'll know it, I'll know it, and, and you'll move on. So that's, that's to me, that's, that's the way to go about it. Set the standard, get guys in, meet the standard. If you don't, we'll help you get out. Or, I mean, we'll help you find a way to pay for someone. Matt Rule kind of alluded to that in the interview uh, with the Omaha World Herald, too. Is like, this is a new era of college football, and I might have to be creative with how we allocate some NIL funds in order to stay under that 85-man scholarship limit as well. And I remember saying a couple months ago, I wasn't sure if this new staff would try to incorporate that because you have to be wise with your NIL funds when Mm -hmm. you're trying to build a team. And you sit there and you go, well, does this kid that we think is you know at the bottom of the barrel in terms of our scholarships and is going to be on his way up but wants to play here. Do you give him the NIL money to be able to stick around here or do you help him find it? Sounds like Matt Rule is not going to be the type of guy that wants to, to kick dudes off the team, quote-unquote. He's going to try to find that NIL opportunity, but it's also important to note you do have to be responsible with those NIL funds. It's not like there's a, a never-ending stream of NIL money, though sometimes it does feel like it with how college football is working I, nowadays. I, I think Nebraska is in a great spot. They have money. For their student athletes, they're going to be competitive. They're going to win a lot of those battles, but you just can't spend. I mean, you're talking like a drunken sailor. I mean, for, just, an, for just an out-of-state to student keep, to keep kids around for an out-of-state student, tuition plus room and board, and I think Connor can speak on this is somewhere in the range of forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, a, a little bit less. A little bit less. It, it depends if you're again, depends, a yeah. student living off campus, you're living in on campus housing, which on campus housing you're living in. That all kind of varies, but we're we're talking somewhere in that range of forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I mean, it also obviously depends on you said living. Do I get situation. a jeep? Uh, I wish. I mean, <laughs> I I could use that right about now, actually. But um, I mean, we kind of had this conversation the other day, Elijah, about with Mitch with the number of players that you have. And that's one of my bigger questions in spring ball as well is how many people leave and what does this roster look like heading into the summer? Because you, there's still a lot of decisions to be made. We've talked about the QB room throughout the offseason as well. How many guys are going to stay in that group as well? That's one of my bigger questions is, all right, what's this roster going to look like going into the summer? And then, you know, you kind of get into stages. We also talked about the chapters of the season. You have spring ball, mm-hmm. summer ball, fall ball. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how many people stick around, how many guys leave, whether that's because they found a scholarship opportunity elsewhere or they just found more playing time elsewhere. Well, that, that'll that definitely uh, be something to look out for. In, in my mind, the most unsustainable position group on the team right now in terms of how many scholarships they have uh, or that are in use right now versus how many they probably should have is that defensive back room. You have more defensive backs than offensive linemen, and I think that's going to be a situation that is more likely to sort itself out as the year goes mm-hmm. on as opposed to something where the coaching staff's going to have to step in. I think whenever you have, what is it, 18 guys vying for four spots in that secondary that eventually some guys that are end up third, fourth in depth chart through spring ball are going to say, oh, you know what, this is not the best opportunity for me. That's a uh, situation that's going to work itself out. But that's the defensive back room is one that I'm looking, and I have my – my ears on the ground in terms of who's going to be out of that room come spring because that's the one I see it's probably going to have a lot of attrition because it just doesn't make sense in in the modern college football to have that many defensive backs on your roster. I, I think you need ten. I mean ten ten to twelve is is the number. How about quarterback numbers? Right questions I have. What type of impression is Sims going to make? What type of hurdle is going to be real for Casey Thompson to retain the job? 
you don't lose your job due to injury, but you can lose your job due to system. And I think he's a really talented quarterback, Casey Thompson. He's won some ball games. He's tough as it all is all get out. So I think he's a guy that could really do well in the RPO. Uh, he's a good pocket guy. He's made positive impressions. He's played and won at Texas. He's played and won in in Nebraska. You also have Logan Smothers. What's his future look like? Both are on the injury side of things right now, and they're going to miss spring. But you also have Torres, a guy that Rule and his staff are familiar with from being in Texas. You still have Harburg from Kearney. That that guy's got all the physical tools. And from a development standpoint, man, it'd be fun to see him get developed under this staff. So what's the, the real number of scholarship quarterbacks you keep? And at what point is the race tight? At what point is the race closed? And at what point do you decide to move forward? And this is all down the timeline, I understand. But you you want to give Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers, you want to see them do what you ask them to do, all the while still having Sims. And they've sure talked him up, and I get it. They like him. They've got great... um, confidence in in his athleticism they believe he can be an nfl guy he's a stud dual threat guy and i think they believe they can even improve what his passing numbers were at georgia tech you have quarterbacks that have been hurt uh your three most experienced quarterbacks have all missed a lot of time or just have one start in logan smothers case so that's to me my biggest it's not as important as the offensive line. I know. I think we're all in agreement that the offensive line's the question, the key. Teddy's out with a shoulder, so what do you do at tackle? Uh, you lost uh, Hunter Anthony, or at least he's not on the roster anymore. So there's that, but you have tackle options. But to me, it's quarterback. I mean, four to, to me is, is the number you got to have, that you want one in the hopper you're working with that has years. You've got uh, two years for Sims. You've got one more year with with Casey. And then you have Logan Smothers that is gritty and can can be a real threat in the run element side of things. And Sims can be a run threat with this quarterback. Uh, Running back room, uh, there's talent there. How often are you going to use two running backs, a two-back setup? You used it at Temple. You used it at Baylor. You want a fullback? Is there a guy on the roster that's a running back that can moonlight as a fullback for you? If you want to go eye formation or offset eye, those are some of the questions I have, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I think Nebraska is in a good spot with having three doable quarterbacks. I think Nebraska is in a really good spot with having three backs they can feel really comfortable about. I think the wide receiver room will shake itself out. I think the offensive line can really... Uh, thrive, and I think there's there's positive words by Coach Rule. I think Coach Riola being back will help them move forward. And with Satterfield, they're all going to be on the same page, so they'll find what this O line can be good at. They just need some health. One last position group. Uh, I guess while we're talking offense, that tight end room is a little bit saturated right now. You have is it eight guys? Mm-hmm. Eight guys in a tight end room where you're going to get one or two tight ends on the field in a given season, maybe a third. That's that's a room that I look at, and whenever you 
factor in walk-ons as well. I think you're up to 10 dudes in that tight end room. I think that's going to be another place where I think competition through the spring is going to sort that situation out. I, I totally agree. I mean, you're, you're interested in where Fedoni is at, high-level talent. I think Rollins is a guy they got some upside and hope for, um, for sure. And, I mean, what, what, what type of relationship can be formed uh, moving forward with your new tight ends coach? And can he be somebody that gets a ton out of your your tight end room? Because uh, we know that, I mean, you've got a former five-star that's at 6'5", uh, 280, right, uh, at, at the tight end spot. Uh, you've got Chris Hickman that's been around for a, a long time. But Gilbert's a guy that you're hoping the best for because, man, you, you just drool based on what you saw that freshman year. Uh, James Carney's a sophomore. Fedoni's coming back. Gilbert is somebody that you're anxious about. And um, how is uh, things with, with Wager going to mesh? And I think Wager being the high school guy he is, is somebody that will really get the best out of that entire room. Yeah, and I've just I've fallen the majority of Husker fans here too. We gotta see Fedoni cut it loose one of these times. I think Just that's stay healthy. That room. I think he's ready to cut it loose. Brandon Vogel's with us. Hail Varsity continues. Presented by Currency. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio, at Herbal Essence, at C underscore Clark underscore 27. We were, what? Two underscores. Two. I like it. It's uh, it's excessive. <laughs> it's, it's like... Uh, I don't know, trying to stitch Stein cooler on the uh, back of an Orange Bowl jersey. Uh, much uh, much uh, excess there. Yes. Uh, speaking of lots, lots of books behind Brandon Vogel. If you're watching the show, can do so. Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Brandon Vogel with us from Hale Varsity. Managing editor at Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter. Vogues, is that a, uh, a hat from the natural you're wearing? No, this is a Nashville Sounds. Ah, that's uh, a big whiff hat. on my part. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Triple A team, so. Okay. I, I just thought it might have been a Redford tribute today, but uh, no. Uh, you discovered Raquel Welch when? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, let's see. Was it Shawshank? Or be- was kind of. Was it before Shawshank? It was, was kind of. Uh, probably. I mean, it's just hard to like grow up without, uh, without seeing that poster eventually somewhere, even though it wasn't contemporary to my lifetime. Like you just, you know, the poster and it's like, everyone's like, this is famous. Um, you're like, well, yeah, I understand why, um, I can see why, but it just, uh, it wasn't something I encountered 
naturally, uh, I guess, in my media consumption at that age. Well, I had to take a moment yesterday for, uh, as, as uh, Red put it, lovely Raquel uh, with, with her uh, passing. We're talking spring football, Vogues, and who is going to be the pace car for you with this Nebraska football team this spring? Who's a player or two you think will immediately lead? Uh, in a new era? Good question. Um, Because the, you know, chalkboard has kind of been wiped clean a little bit just by nature of of having a new staff there. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to watch. I think uh, Jeff, Jeff Sims, perhaps Chubba Purdy um, in terms of, I mean, so much of the game kind of starts with the quarterback and we know leadership is super important at that position. So I think you sort of naturally go there. Um, I think it would be a good thing for Nebraska if we started to hear someone up front on the, on the offensive line uh, was kind of emerging as, as that person. I mean, they've got a handful of players up there who played quite a bit of football and I don't think anybody's been totally has been 100% satisfied with how Nebraska has played on the O-line. So that could be potentially a, a good development. You know, somebody like Ty Robinson, I think makes a lot of sense, but he's going to be out. It sounds like, um, You've got, you've got, and, and also the secondary. And I mean, I, I kind of lean towards Miles Farmer as maybe the old hand, quote unquote, in, in that group, even though still relatively early in his football career. But those are some of the guys that come to mind off the top of my head. Oh, and then, I mean, you've got your two inside linebackers, of course, who have kind of filled that role for you in the past. So I'd expect them to, to be on that list for me as well. Yeah, Brandon, are you concerned about the fact that as this Husker team goes through spring ball, it is going to be down some of its uh, at least projected leaders for next season? When you look at Nick Henrich, is a guy that's not going to be participating in spring football. Uh, Casey Thompson's a guy that's not going to be uh, participating in spring football. It's just there, there's a list of guys with a lot of experience that aren't going to be participating. And I wonder if that's a, a concern to you as, as we just know how important this spring is going to be for guys trying to lock down roster spots and make a good first impression with the coaching staff. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. You'd certainly rather have them than than not have them. So it, at least then, I mean, these are players like, uh, you know, I, I assume you, the, the coaching staff looks at Nick Henrich and be like, this guy can play some football. Like we have a good sense of what he is, but you still want to see how it all fits with kind of <clears throat> new coaches, new concepts, new schemes. Um you can almost with, with somebody like him and I would even put Casey Thompson in this, in this group as well, um, given how much football he's played, like you can feel confident that they're going to, to display some confidence and some leadership. Um, and you can do that to a degree without being able to suit up and participate in practice, certainly, but it just, it, it kind of adds a wild card of, Hey, here's some guys who, you know, you'd expect to be major parts of Nebraska in 2023 and you're going to miss this spring session where you're doing a lot of install um, and, and really just a, a lot of kind of team bonding, which again, they can take part in that to a degree. But I mean, Matt rule mentions it almost every time out now about just getting the guys around each other. So it's, it's worth noting for sure. Brandon Vogel's with us on Hale varsity radio. Brandon, we were talking about how this roster will whittle down at some point throughout spring ball who will stay who will leave and we're talking about 
How many scholarship spots ideally do you see being appropriate for the QB room? Oh, good question. I think four is probably, I mean, it's so hard with the transfer portal now to, to take much for granted, but I think four is kind of the minimum. Five seems like you're, if you can keep five guys and keep the space between them and kind of keep them all invested and feeling like they have a chance to, to play at any given time, uh, that feels like a little bit of a luxury. So um, probably four and a half might be if you <laughs> average it out over a couple of a couple of recruiting cycles, et cetera, might <clears throat> might be the spot to be at. But you look at it now and I mean, that's that's one of those spots. And with with two injuries, you know, to to Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers, it's going to keep them out kind of changes that because if they were available and Nebraska goes into spring with all of his quarterbacks available, I mean, that's a spot that I immediately circle and say, you're just going to have some attrition there. And they, they might have some attrition there anyway. Um, but it does change, change kind of the calculus a little bit with last year's starter not being available. Brendan, when you say four and a half, does that mean four full-time quarterbacks and one guy who's splitting time between quarterback and fullback? Is that what you mean? <laughs> wow yes if you can if you can if you can find the vaunted qb fullback uh combo you, you you get that and and nebraska hasn't had to look for one for a while but it's it's in the market now so <laughs> uh be keeping an eye on that one wow i i hey chubba love you you want to put on 60 pounds <laughs> Well, they got remember Zach Darlington a couple years. No, I know. He's the guy who could have played quarterback and fullback. I know he didn't end up actually playing. Well, and and and, uh, put this on your Husker bingo card. Johnny Stanton's getting a paycheck from Cleveland as a fullback, as a fullback, and so it 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 happens. They can move spots. Uh, Vogues, uh, I want to talk about Kemp here and. His role, we, we know Alante Brown not on the roster anymore, and he's a guy we were all excited to see continue to progress. It, it'll just be somewhere else. But Kemp's a big pickup because of his experience and his work ethic, but do you think he's a guy that's a tone setter for that room? you got a lot of talent, and you're also going to have to sift through uh, and, and have a pecking order. Yeah, I think he, I think he could be. Um, and I think that's something that comes along with, with the coaching change, you know, under more typical circumstances, I don't know if it's totally fair or, or maybe the most likely place to go to look for a, a transfer, particularly a one-year transfer come in and be like, okay, I'm here now. I'm just going to take over this room. doesn't mean it can't happen. Um, but in a case like this, you know, I would have to go back and add up his actual career numbers, but the guy who's caught a lot of footballs didn't catch as many in 2022 as he probably would have liked and injuries played a role in that, but played, played a lot of football. And when you look at what Nebraska brings back, um, you kind of don't have that guy that you just point to and say, well, there's the leader of your room. So I think there's an open opportunity for somebody like Kemp to do that. If he's somebody who'd put up all those numbers at Nebraska, we would just go to him by default. So um, sounds like the early reports on him and his kind of integration into this new program have have been positive. So uh, he'll be an interesting one to watch. And he kind of fills a a different type of role for Nebraska when you look up at the uh, makeup of that wide receiver room. Brandon, give me a guy on the offense that, you know, with all the change 
that's been going down this offseason, all the, the, the transfer portal additions that you think might be slipping under the radar in terms of what kind of impact they might have in, in 2023. And I guess this kind of doubles the question as, as a guy you're watching in spring ball in 2023 to see how they perform. I think Gabe Irvin has, has kind of a good situation in, you know, obviously saw his talent as a true freshman two seasons ago, slowed by injury. Um, and in the meantime, Nebraska had two guys show up in, in AJ Allen, and Anthony Grant and be pretty good. So he almost kind of fits the definition of, of under the radar from, from that perspective. But He's this, he'll be somebody I have a close eye on um, through, throughout the offseason, really, not just in spring, because we've, we've seen he's, he's got a lot of tools as, as a running back. And if, if they want to run the football as, as much as they have said that they want to do, the coaches meaning, um, having three backs that can go in and, and, and give you those kind of quality snaps certainly isn't a bad thing. It just becomes then divvying them up. And right now, based on this past season, you'd probably go Grant Allen Irvin. I'd be surprised if it ends that way by the time we get to the Minnesota game in late August. Brandon Vogel is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Vogues, we'll get you out on this. Bit of thought on Ernest Hausman. Uh, was really considering Michigan before Nebraska. Obviously went portaling to Michigan. Michigan's linebacker coach another part of the harbaugh staff that mutually parted ways what does that mean that he does not have a position coach anymore or is there more to it um i mean i think as you noted kind of his interest level in michigan um early on at the point where he you know eventually chose nebraska i think probably still carries the most weight also michigan is clearly on on a really good run and oh by the way is also one of the most experienced teams in the country you know based on returning production numbers that we've seen so far so you can step into michigan and we all saw with with houseman as a a true freshman linebacker in the big 10 uh, the guy has a chance to be special. Um, and he's at a place right now that, you know, if you're just picking today, you'd say, well, Michigan's among the front runners to be in the college football playoff again next year. So I think that a lot about what appeals, you know, to not just Hausman, but any player about Michigan right now is still there, even though you're, you know, losing a position coach. And uh, Elijah just sent me this Carter Nelson, the pride of Ainsworth. Roll Tide has just offered him. Vogues, we'll check in on Saturday, bud. Thanks for a few minutes today. Thanks a lot, guys. Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. 
Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Big thanks to Brandon Vogel. Jabba Chamberlain going to join us in 20 minutes. Get his take and preview on Husker baseball as they get going in San Diego. We teased it a little bit ago. Carter Nelson out of Ainsworth, just a, a stand-up kid, super high-level talent. You've had Notre Dame invade. You've had uh, Ohio State kick some tires. Nebraska's spent a lot of time with him. And uh, Carter Nelson getting the offer from the University of Alabama. Now, I would assume it's a committable offer, <laughs> as good as he's ranked with the tight ends for the uh, the upcoming 2024 class. But, man, um, that is... It's big time. <laughs> something to smile about. He's also, and I'm looking at Carter's Twitter profile, he's got a 4.5 uh, on a scale of 4.0 in Spanish. I think you got Spanish, the, the Spanish club, yes, yeah. Spanish club president. So, does that help for Alabama? Is that a Spanish in any community? language he can say, I'm open? That's <laughs> <laughs> what, like that. what I'm getting at. But seven foot high jumper, 6'5, 215. That flex option. Uh, so yeah, welcome uh, to uh, to borderless football. You've seen it more and more with kids in the metros going elsewhere, and rarely did you have a rural kid, not named Scott Frost, escape uh, somewhere else to a, a Power Five program. But Carter Nelson's getting uh, a ton of attention. And uh, love watching him play ball and, and seeing what he does. Uh, Nebraska being a dogfight for this guy. Oh, I mean, they've been in a dogfight for the, the top in-state recruit, feels like, every single year for about the past five years. And I, I guess Thomas Fedoni doesn't necessarily count, but Council Bluff close is enough. so close mm-hmm. that you almost consider that an in-state battle, especially with the fact that he, he grew up so close to Nebraska. It just feels like the top recruit in the state of Nebraska every single year Nebraska is going to be in a dogfight for because that's the way college football is moving. Last year, it's Malachi Coleman. Two years ago, it's Thomas Fedoni. Uh, three years ago, it was that linebacker from uh, Jackson from yes. Burke. Yes, went to uh, Oregon. Went to Oregon, yes. Uh, and then you had uh, the West Side kid who went off to to Minnesota. His name's also escaping me right now because whenever Nebraska loses the battle, it's out of sight, out of mind. Now, who was that kid? <laughs> the uh, the cornerback. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Avante be... Dickerson. Is that yeah, right? Avante. Yeah, Avante Dickerson. Be spanked for Minnesota. not being able to come up with that name. But that's that's, but that's Avante been the top is super in, talented kid. Yes. And that's been the the top in state kids for the past four years in Nebraska. It's been Nebraska in a dogfight. So I don't think Nebraska should be surprised by that moving forward. That the likes of Alabama are coming in for Nebraska's top in state kid. That's going to keep on happening. It's it's the way college football is moving. It's kind of that transfer portal discussion we're having earlier in the week, Schmitty, where you know what, with, with the amount of talent evaluation out there, fewer and fewer of these guys are slipping between the, the cracks. You look at a guy like Carter Nelson, 20 years ago, it's probably a battle between Nebraska, maybe Colorado, mm-hmm. and, and South Dakota State trying to get the likes of this kid, and now it's Alabama's coming to town. Notre Dame's coming to town. That's the, the effect of the internet, and that's the effect of just modern recruiting in college football. These guys don't fly under the radar anymore. Nope, and they're seen, they're heard. you got Huddle film, you've got uh, coaches that are making the, the stop in Ainsworth, they're making the stop in Scott's Bluff, right? And it is uh, all about not taking for granted your in-state talent, whether it's Omaha, whether it's Lincoln, whether it's Connor, Carney, Columbus, Ernest Hausman, right? I know he's in Michigan, but he was recruited heavy by Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska. 
So uh, it's Nebraska's job to make Nebraska appealing beyond NIL, beyond new head coach and staff and track record. It, It turns into wins on the field very soon for Nebraska to make these in-state kids, I mean, the families in the town, a lot of instances love Nebraska. They've been supporting Nebraska. But the kids, hey, there's other teams to watch. Oregon's been good. Bama's been Bama. Georgia's Georgia. Kansas, for the love of God. And I'm not knocking KU because I really like Lance and what he does. Kansas was good. Kansas was ranked last year. K-State just won the Big 12. Missouri, not the success they had when they first jumped to the SEC, but Missouri's keeping all the Missouri kids there. Now, I've, I've been running into more and more Notre Dame fans around the city of Lincoln than I ever have before. People because Brian Kelly went to LSU. That's possible. That's possible. But it, it, it didn't used to be that way. It used to be, oh, I'm a Nebraska fan, and I check and see what Notre Dame does too. Now I run into more and more people that – Notre Dame's my top team. What did Nebraska do last year? Oh, they were bad. Yeah, that's why I watched Notre Dame. I've been hearing that more and more. And I only had about three going. kids growing up that liked Notre Dame. And and I liked, I mean, I didn't wear a Go Irish shirt uh, around the house, but I liked their, their national title team with Tony Rice. I loved Rocket Ishmael. Mm. I cheered for him every year against Colorado. <laughs> and they played in the Orange Bowl, it felt like. So, um <laughs> But no, I mean, Notre Dame's, they've been good, been very good. I mean, they've been to the playoff a couple of times. Uh, were you allowed, did you have a Notre Dame fan uh, or buddy? Of course you did in Chicago. Well, yeah, I, I grew up all around them. I mean, Chicago is Notre Dame West, basically. A little bit. <laughs> it's like, there's Notre Dame guys everywhere. I know a handful of people would go there, too. And, I mean, they've been good. Obviously, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s, they were pretty bad but ever since then they they were good and before that obviously they were a juggernaut so mm-hmm. i mean yeah tons of notre dame people i'm surprised out here that you would see you know notre dame representation not that they're far and few i i but. think i think it's very heavy in, in, in omaha uh it's yeah, it's heavy in some pockets in lincoln and i had a couple of buddies that, that would wear the, the notre dame gear but i had one guy that that would love wearing Notre Dame gear and his 49ers hat because he was such a Montanan. <laughs> so mean, there was that. And back to the, the recruiting thing real quick about how do you sell it other than, you know, it's it's Nebraska. Well, they, they can sell it. They can well, – but they got to show it. The, well, they got this brand new shiny toy that they're about to start practicing in too. I think that's got to be a, a big selling point there. Obviously, you have the new coach and everything and, you know, the – older generation than the players have been watching Nebraska for only God knows how long, but that's, that goes a long way for players right now too, especially because they like the new things they like. I mean, this facility is going to be state of the arts and that's going to, you know, springboard them to the future, I think. That's going to like be a huge treated jump. treated like a superstar when you're high school. Yeah. We have, we have, we have, Facilities and NIL, man. We have Pete on the line with a great point about recruiting. All right. Uh, Pete, welcome in. Thanks for calling. Yes, Go ahead, Pete. We got you now. Uh, I wanted to bring up one point. Yesterday you were talking about the reduction of the walk-on program. One, one of the disadvantages of reducing the walk-ons is a lot of these kids come from small towns in Nebraska. And I can tell you I'm from a small town. When you have a kid from your town or your area, 
that's uh, walking on down to the University of Nebraska. It keeps the town and the population of the town and the papers and so forth interested in Nebraska football. They follow it. They'll support it. Mm-hmm. And so if we reduce the walk-ons too much, we're going to reduce some of the support, I think, for the university football program I, uh, through the towns. I think it'll be an is- interesting issue. I If they start winning again... You're not going to have that reduction. It's important to get the kids to come to Lincoln that can play and contribute and make the program better. That's what was so great about the walk-on program. And then you'd find some studs and starters from time to time. But, Pete, you're right on. Thanks for the phone call that, yeah, there's that connection, that engagement. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, it's this hour anyway with Hale Varsity. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Thanks for spending time. If uh, you're just checking us out on 101.5 or 1240 a.m. in Lincoln, uh, over on KFOR now, of course, uh, Omaha's ESPN 590 in Omaha, and uh, our uh, friends in. Central Nebraska, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, great folks, the ESPN Superstation. In Columbus, News Talk 900 Columbus, wherever you want to hear us on the air, streaming, as always, with the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter handle. Give that a follow. Check out Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, mornings, uh, uh, 7 to 10. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can find and watch the show with Hale Varsity, the YouTube channel, Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, full show, or just specific segments if you want it. We'll hit some Husker hoops next hour. Jabba Chamberlain, Husker great, World Series champ, 10 minutes away. Get his outlook on Big Red Baseball as they are off to San Diego uh, this weekend. And I was hoping to stow away and, and go to San Diego. Junior's packing his bags with his little friend, and he is off to Arizona to see my mother bright and early tomorrow. Uh, he went to the dentist. That could be a, a nightmare today. Uh, that kid has so much candy. I, I, I swear at him in my own mind because of his metabolism and what he can eat. <laughs> and the now the dentist has got him <laughs> it's get, out of your hands now. it is out of my hands get buckled up hands on the wheel eyes in mind straight ahead the driver has one job that's to drive a message from the nebraska department of highway safety office what do you think of michael jordan 10 million dollars to make a wish jordan's turning 60 tomorrow and he is Paying it forward. If anyone has $10 million to throw around, it is Air Jordan himself. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's either one night at the casino for Michael Jordan or a very generous <laughs> it's <like> donation. $10 <laughs> for you and I. Yeah. A very generous donation to Make-A-Wish on a, on a serious note, though, with MJ and, and Make-A-Wish, 
one of the first sports books I really got into was by Sam Smith, The Jordan Rules. Mm-hmm. And that came out uh, right after. It was by chance. Chicago was trying to get over that, that Pistons hump uh, from 89 to 90. And Detroit had gone back to back and just some great classic battles. Chicago had been around a 500 team. Uh, they, they had hit Pater with Pippen, ascending Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and uh, John Paxson, along with MJ, and, and MJ was a little bit le- little less selfish, trusted his teammates more. They beat the Lakers in five to win the first of their first three-peat. But that book chronicles Michael Jordan and his tie with Make-A-Wish, because he's, you know, for a lot of years, him uh, and Muhammad Ali, the most popular athletes in the world, Tiger Woods, of course, now as well, but Jordan would see kids two to three times a week uh, for Make-A-Wish when the Bulls were doing homestands, and he'd shoot free throws, he'd have lunch with them, he'd hang out, he'd, he'd get him seats, and some of those kids ended up uh, being able to to enjoy and, and have a prolonged life, and, and some of the kids, of course, passed away, which is so sad. But that really touched Michael Jordan's heart, his time with, with Make-A-Wish. And um, it was just cool for him to, to, to donate uh, money to, uh, to their fight. Hour two on the way. Jabba Chamberlain's on the way with Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Schmitty. Want to tell you about a fantastic opportunity to work for a rapidly growing company that also enjoys the benefits earned with having competitive, stable history of work over 20 years? FSC. The FSC Edge, it's a leading technology innovator serving governmental agencies. Expert services helping worldwide patent offices meet strict processing and publishing timelines while delivering exceptional quality. They support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the U.S. and Europe. That includes the European Patent Office, the German Patent and Trademark Office, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The only group of companies worldwide to provide such support to all three of these agencies. Working at FSC, you have a chance to work with fun people with great attitudes and learn about patents. You're not on the phone. You're not customer-facing. It's casual dress. And the work environment, it's a new environment with over $2 million in improvements. You have access to generous benefits packages, company support for health and wellness, and you do impactful work on a national scale. Make a difference. Their team's constantly growing, and they're always looking for new people to join their mission. Check out what's available today at fscedge.com. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, uh, Oscar Hall of Famer and uh, great Major League pitcher, World Series champ Jabba Chamberlain with us to talk some Oscar baseball as the Big Red get ready to take on San Diego. Jabba, I'm a, I'm a little grayer than you, my friend, but uh, we're, we're just, let us reminisce about School closings with good old LPS when you and I matriculated, Southeast and Northeast. Our kids, bless their hearts, are both at Southwest. What is the it's, – it's, it was brutal out this morning, so I get school being canceled in Lincoln. But, man, I mean, didn't you remember it the same way I did? Walking uphill both ways and 80 feet of snow? I mean, we had to, we had to endure that. 
Yeah, of course. They they never believe it. They forget sometimes that we were kids as well. And I mean, they're getting days off when it's supposed to snow and we get no snow. And then it's like, oh, it's too windy. You can't go to school. It's like, you guys just get made up days off. We, I mean, we went, to, it was treacherous. Like we had to, I mean, literally fight tooth and nail to get a day off. And now they're canceling it the day before. Mind you, it was, it was 530 this morning when we got the email or the phone call. But yeah, I mean, it's just, they have it was so much easier than we did. I mean, it was so much rougher as parents. Maybe one day they'll understand. Well, they, they don't even have to watch the uh, like the morning news anymore and see if the school gets canceled. They just get to check Twitter. Yeah, on the on the ticker on the bottom, you'd have to wait for Lincoln Public Schools to go by, and finally you're just like, I'm awake now. I can't go back to sleep, but <laughs> I'm gonna try. The the best sports center commercial ever. I mean, aside from Charlie Steiner with the tie around his head and a lamp saying, follow me, follow me to freedom, Y2K, was this 70s-type shoot where a kid runs into the kitchen, the morning radio's on, on KFOR, and no school today. And the kid, like, freaks out, starts jumping and, 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 and chest-bumping his older brother, and then they flash forward. Yeah, it's a lot like that when they were promoing the NHL playoffs. <laughs> I would say I would I'm going to I'm going to argue that sports center commercial because I think one that tops that is when Stuart Scott and Scott Van Pelt are in the cafeteria and they see Arnold Palmer making all Oh Palmer. yes, that's that's good. It would have been better if it would have been John Daly making John Daly's. <laughs> I don't oh, know about you, but but I don't order I don't order order our Arnold Palmer's. I order John Daly's, man. <laughs> give me Especially give, if you're golfing. I gotta have it. It's aim and juice. Jabba Chamberlain's with us, but uh, yeah, give me the the sweet tea, the lemonade, and probably a double of vodka. That's the way it goes. That's how it has to be. But so there's no truth to the rumor you had built snowmen, a little infield, and then a snowman at home plate and you were just going high and tight this morning on, on, on the snowman you made. No, I don't think, I don't think it, there's not enough moisture to make good snowballs yet. So, uh, <laughs> I did put the carrot in the wrong spot though. <laughs> uh, good old dub and dumber. <laughs> Java Chamberlain's with us. Java, what's, uh, what's your feel, man? Husker baseball, a lot of excitement. You've got new faces. You have old faces. Uh, Max Anderson, Emmett Olsen, uh, Bryce Matthews, preseason All-Big Ten. Huskers pegged fifth preseason uh, by the, the Big Ten powers that be. How are you feeling about this squad and, and Coach Bolt? It was good. Um, you know, Carter had a chance to go to uh, to a camp a few weeks ago and, and got a chance to, to sit and talk with, uh, with all of them. And it's just, uh, I mean, the outlook and the attitude, it, it, it felt different. It felt different with the aspect of, you know, what they have and, and the guys coming in. And, and if you see the way that they've done it, it's usually been a lot of younger kids, freshmen, sophomores. But a lot of the new faces, we got, we got an older group that came in that, that I feel like knows how to win and, and guys coming back that have been in that situation. And, you know, I think obviously kind of what we touched on last year every week when we talked about this is like, you know, health is – it sounds – cliche to say but if if we can stay healthy we got a chance i mean it just you know that hurt us so much last year in the aspect of you know just not being able to find a rhythm and a consistency with with who we were putting out there so you know just the energy felt great and you know just the attitudes of obviously i mean we've got a great coaching staff and 
you know, and I think Rob, you know, being more comfortable in, in what he's doing and just to see his demeanor, it was, it, it was kind of really cool because he actually threw BP to Carter <laughs> and like his mannerisms and everything was the same. And his daughter came in with her daughter and we were watching, you know, her dad, my son, and she looks at me and she goes, does this look familiar? Mm-hmm. Talking about her daughter. I was like, yeah, that was you when I was here. And she just smiled and laughed. Yeah. So I think just the culture and, and the dynamic that, that we have right now and the energy that I felt just being there as a dad watching their son with, with the coaching staff is, you know, I, I think we're going to do some special things this year. Java Chamberlain's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking some Husker baseball and Double, let's talk pitching. It's a new-look starting pitching rotation for the Huskers on uh, their opening weekend, and it's a bit of a two-part question. First, I want to get your take on freshman Caleb Clark. He's coming down from Ontario, Canada, and uh, he's going to be the Sunday starter in his debut as a Husker, as a true freshman. First, I want to get your thoughts on that, and then also, what are you going to be watching for this weekend from the starting pitching to see if it's uh, at least successful in your eyes? Um, well, I mean, he's, he's used to this weather, so now he's going out to warm weather, so he's going to be a little culture shock there, but (laughs) no, I I think it's, it's the consistency and getting ahead early in counts, not getting deep into counts, going deep into the game. It's, you know, always these early tournaments are, it's such a feel of like where guys are going to fall into place and put them into situations. And I love him, you know, coming in as a true freshman to be able to like, Hey, there's, there's no better way to learn. And be who you want to be than, than to get out there and, and do it. And, you know, there, there's going to be some tough competition out there. It's going to be, you know, it's early or, you know, we haven't been outside that much. And, and that's always a thing when they talk about it. It's like that's an aspect of seeing a fly ball. It's, it's just something that you have to get outside and do. And it's, uh, it'll be a good test. But I think just from the first week, and I, I'm, you can't look so much into it, but it's just the fact if they can give us, you know, five, six good innings and keep a decent pitch count and, you know, just attack the zone and, you know, early count content, you know, it's, it's when the one, one counts change, change the dynamic of the at bat. Now it's one, two, instead of two, one. And therefore it's just, you know, those little things that people may not look at, let's win those battles. Let's win the little ones because then at the end of the day, we're going to be on the big win side. If we do the little things well in the mound. Java, when you look at this this first weekend series as a whole, when you open the season, you know, you're getting into warm weather for the first time, learning a lot about your team, uh, I mean, really in their first chance to be playing competitively outdoors in a, in a long time. Do the wins and losses matter this weekend, or is it more about how the team comes together? I think it's a culmination of, of all of it, because if if the results aren't there, there's obviously, it, we're going to see what happens. But I think there's always going to be positives. There's always going to be negatives. And then that's in any aspect. But, you know, this first one is just getting it, you know, getting your feet in the dirt, you know, having those situations where it's second and third in the fifth inning, there's two outs. We need to make a pitch or, you know, we need a guy to make a big play. And it's just and I, results do matter in, in that aspect because, you know, nobody wants to lose. We all know that. But I think it's it's doing the common things uncommonly well and just building and building and building and then, putting it all together and, and doing it and making a run where um, where this team can and, and should do. Java Chamberlain with us, previewing Nebraska baseball at Hale Varsity Radio. Max Anderson, such a talent, and uh, went through some stuff last year, just himself getting into just maybe trying a bit too hard, right? 
wanting wanting it too badly and and we've all been there for for different things you guys on a much larger scale and touch on that for a moment if you could just kind of find in that 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 peace or that sweet spot where you're amped to go kick button take names but not letting it overwhelm you and that's that's the 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 tightrope you have to walk well i mean you know coming into a sophomore year after what he did his freshman year everybody was like oh he can only get better and i don't care what you say whether you're a professional whether you're in college whether you're a little leaguer you hear it enough you start drinking kool-aid and that is just that's the nature of the beast and you know when that happens it's like oh shoot i didn't you know what i went oh for 11 this series like that's you know, and, and it's so funny because the people that, that talk about it and this, that, another thing, they forget we're harder on ourselves than other people are. So it's, it's not like this game is set up to fail anyways. And when you add that pressure too, especially after coming off this freshman campaign and all the accolades and then coming into, you know, preseason, this, that, and another thing, where now it's like, okay, I've got to be that guy. I, I, that's, that's what my, I set my standards to. And it's not a bad thing. It's like, you know, hey, your first impression is your most lasting. And his freshman year, he comes on and, and does what he does. And it, it was special. But then it's like, okay, now he's got to get better and better. And then you start forcing and pushing. And then, like you said, Schmitty, is like, that's that tightrope that you have to like, okay, do I teeter-totter? Do I give a little bit more? And, and sometimes when that happens, and, and I tell everybody this, sometimes less is more because you keep pressing and pressing. It's like... I would tell dudes, we'd be in September, and they would be doing 10, 15 sprints, and I'm like, you're not allowed to come out here. Like, sit in the clubhouse. We've been going since January, and technically there's really no offseason. Mm-hmm. So go sit your butt, make a sandwich, put your feet up. And that's, I think that sometimes, especially with kids right now, trying to get to the next level and what they want, that's that tightrope where they feel like if they're not doing something, they're not getting better. But in, in reality, sometimes it's take a step back, take a deep breath. You got here for a reason. You know you're good enough to do it. You don't need to go take 900 swings because you went over eight. That's going to happen. And I just think that's the understanding of, like, you don't always have to be doing something. And I think, you know, just watching some of the, his at-bats and, like, you know, he's a grinder in at-bat. He was swinging, getting out early. And I think it was just, he was pressing. And that and that's the time where it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna kick back. I'm gonna order a pizza and watch a movie and just hang out. Like I'm not gonna do anything. And I it's just it's it's finding that balance and, and that tightrope of, you know, do you wind it up, do you slow it down, do you let it go? And I think now that he's been in kind of both situations, I, I think what he has planned for himself and, and what we all as fans see in him, I, I think will come to fruition for sure. So, Job, it sounds to me like you're not one of those guys that believes in uh, superstitions in order to break a slump. Live chicken. Oh, no. Nope. Definitely not saying that. Like, uh, <laughs> um, no, for sure. I, I definitely believe in that. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Derek Jeter on uh, on Fallon, but, yeah, he uh, he wore the golden thong. And uh, that, that definitely I, – I definitely had, had done the same. Um, not on skin on skin, no chance. That's that, – there's a special few that do that, and uh, I won't name any names. And uh, but yeah, no, get dressed the same way, eat the same thing, like yeah. But when it comes to like 
actually doing it. Like I follow through, like I would always put my right shoe on first. I'm always that guy, <laughs> but yeah, there'd be times where it's like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to go out and, and do anything. I'm literally just going to take a day and just chill, not do, not do anything. And then I'll literally play catch. And if I get called into the game, I got called into the game and it's just, it's just kind of a reset button. Jabba Chamberlain's with us. Hail varsity radio Jabba last thought, uh, your take on chemistry and uh, what, it can do for a ball club just how it's talked about in all sports but it's been really emphasized by coach bolt and the crew for this season i mean it's huge it's just it's holding each other accountable it's when you have when you have great leaders it starts from the top and and they have great leaders in that coaching staff and and they understand how to win they know what it takes to win they've all done it and i and i think that will show in the clubhouse and on the field where, you know, they police themselves, they understand. And it it just, it's when you feel like you go to the yard every day and it's just like, you're looking forward to somebody, you know, they're going to do something stupid or, you know, he's going to laugh or he's going to tell a story about how he got up in the middle of night and peed in the closet or something, you know, just something (laughs) where you just, you look forward to each and every day of being around your brothers and just having fun and in every successful team that i've ever been on it was always that relationship you always had the vocal leader you always had the guy that went about it where you know quietly and you just you just watched him and you seen how he went about his work and then you had you know there's so many different personalities but they all gel together i mean it's we've all seen you get, you're around somebody enough you know there's there's the ticks and tats and fights and this that and other thing but that's just i mean that's being competitive and that's being around but i, I think what they have in in just the the climate and the culture of what they've created, I, I think that 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 clubhouse is, is going to translate so much onto the field and, and to know what these uh, these young men can do on that field, and, and we'll see it. I got to follow up. Who is the uh, the worst closet peer you've played with? Andrew Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Everybody's closet. I mean, was he a serial pee? No, he literally like he, yeah. He would just he would he would get up and literally like he thought he was in the bathroom and it literally be in a closet. Yeah, I actually know a guy like that. My buddy crew. Yeah, he's still, he's still your buddy, huh? Oh, he did it in the tent one time while we were out camping, oh, no. and yeah, no, he we we about lost it on him. <laughs> but it's a very real thing. It's a very real problem in America. People who are in the yeah. closet and think they're in the bathroom. Seriously, it's mm-hmm. like it's it, I I kind of picture it like sleepwalking. It's, huh? Yeah, similar. It's you you wake up like half yeah. half awake and you think the closet is the bathroom. You're like not fully there, half asleep still. Pulled yeah. the hamper uh, once or twice, but that was after O Street. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Have you burnt your mouth at Lazari's? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good though. It was worth it. Uh, and what my hamper. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba Chamberlain with us. Jabba, good to see you, man. Thanks for jumping on. We'll do this again soon, partner. Sounds good. Thanks, boss. Gotta love Jabba Chamberlain. Husker standout World Series champ. Good preview. We'll take some phone calls. We'll dive into some more football and hoops thoughts and more Husker baseball. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. 
Just go to hailvarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Jabba Chamberlain. Open phones here till 6. It's Hail Varsity Radio. Numbers to get in, a couple of different ways. Uh, 402-489-1240. New and old phone number. 402-489-1240. 402-489-1240. Or wherever you hear us across the Hale Varsity Network, 1-800-825-5865. You're allowed to watch the show. You can hear it, of course, on the radio, but can stream at KFOR. Twitter and Facebook, Hale Varsity Radio. Twitter at HVarsity Radio. And the Hale Varsity YouTube channel can submit some questions there. We'll get back to some football questions. But Husker basketball, Fred has captured uh, Husker Nation. This team is beloved. They are riding high. They have won three of four. They're coming back. They've had a chance to exhale and regroup. Big bad fear the turtle. Maryland comes in for a 4 o'clock tip on Sunday. Sam Greasel saying, let's recreate no sit Sunday. There's going to be good weather. And people are either in, they're feeling it, or there's that classic Nebraska basketball fan that is afraid. They are afraid, not because they're not proud of the team or they have not enjoyed the team. They're afraid to get hurt. And it's happened a lot. The curse of, we'll say, Richard Van Polgeest. All right? Uh, Google him sometime. Connor, you'll get a kick out of it. (laughs) He was Drago before Drago. I loved watching him growing up. But listen. Uh, you have Steph Curry's retweeting Tomanaga. You had the journey. Tomanaga's connected. He's being championed. He's been awesome. And this team is surprised. Two weeks ago, I didn't think they'd win. I was surprised when they won. Don't doubt their effort in their heart, but sometimes that doesn't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And right now, they've been paying the bills. Uh, Walker's been great. Greasel's been great. Uh, you've got... This team's overcome, and you are excited about that. And I, I think they can get Maryland, partly because Maryland's not good on the road. They owe them. Maryland kind of bullied them. It took a little time for Nebraska to react the right way, and then they made it a game and ended up falling by double digits. But I don't know. You buy it, or you fading Sunday. Uh, and, and let's be just clear, it's not the same context with Frank the Tank and number one seed Wisconsin coming in with News No Sit Sunday. Uh, that year when Timmy and the crew went to the tournament, they also had a, a, a top 10 road win at Sparty. Nebraska, though, the way they're finishing, this is more than a coincidence. The teams get better. Those that buy in get better. They develop. And Nebraska is getting downhill. Are you guys... Are you thinking beyond Sunday? Are you thinking, dare I utter it, N-I-T? 
or do you just want me to hit the brakes? Right hey, I'm now? still thinking NCAA tournament, baby. Where is your so you, hope? You, you are you are all about 83 and reenacting the mad dash of Jimmy V to go <laughs> hug people. You're a hugger. Hey, if, I like if you it. don't set your sights high, what's the point? So just went out, <laughs> went out four and zero. I mean, Elijah. Hey, hey, finish the year four and zero. Get three wins in the Big Jake Ten tournament. Jake Taylor moment. Easy. Just go win the whole bleeping thing. <laughs> exactly. I mean. Exactly. It's it's out there. It's there for the taking. You set your bar that high, your hopes that high, you're going to be crushed and crying. That's the point of being a being a, a Husker fan, isn't it? Having your hus- your all your hopes crushed and, and defeated. Maybe I'm just bored in no, the wrong century. That, that's <laughs> not how. It's not back in my day. That's not how I grew up. I saw big wins in March. I saw a run at Kemper. I saw Nebraska football win national champion. I saw it. Sorry, repeated history. My fault, but. Um, I just think that's a lot to ask. I think they can start, though, with a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it can happen on Sunday. It's I know all the pla- about the next one. Place is going to be jacked. Where's Maryland's headspace right now? I know they hook up with Purdue. Maybe Purdue will hand them a, a swift AK. And Maryland's like, yeah, we're, we're in. Who cares between a 7 and 10 seed? Yeah, I mean – any team that is playing Purdue this year is going to give them their best, obviously, just because Purdue's been the top dog for the majority of the year. And you saw that on Sunday against Northwestern, too. But I think it's Sunday— Connor smiles. Uh, yeah. You didn't say my Northwestern, but no. you want to do. No. I, I only say my about how the, the DePaul Blue Demons on the show. How about that? But— um, I think that you know Nebraska can win on Sunday. And then—and I know we're talking NIT right now— I think if they win Sunday, we're just talking at IT. We're just right talking. Now. Hey, comparative, comparative. That's a big deal, right? Oh, it's okay. huge. It's a I, big deal. It's it's still too soon, man. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy in the elevator that that makes everyone's eyes water. Are, Sorry, that's what I'm are, gonna do are you right gonna, now. Are you gonna give me a dirty look if I say that Wednesday, Wednesday, Sunday they win? The NI talk, NIT talk is real. Is is real? Very much so because right. you're back to 500. I think it's real. They if they get two out of three on this homestand, that you got it. You got to get into the Big Ten tournament at five hundred at least. I think to be considered three and one finish probably. It, it's it's a possibility, and, and they get around one win at the United Center. Yeah, they they have to get a win in the Big Ten tournament, which is something that this team I think is capable of. Now, obviously, away from PBA, okay, are they, how good are they? I know they just picked up a win against Rutgers, but. At PBA, and again, the next three are there. You're nine and three. That's pretty good uh, projecting home court this year, meanwhile, especially. Meanwhile, Elijah's getting his red dancing shoes ready. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish I was right there with this you. This NIT is beneath us, is what I Elijah's thinking. I I think the, I think the tournament, the, the NIT tournament talk is is real. I I really do. Yeah, well, and it, it is a possibility. And and they can still misstep Sunday. But they need to beat Maryland because yes. of what Maryland is. Correct. And they're playing too well. Who's with us? Yeah, Steve in line. Steve, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead. Uh, hey, uh, my money's on uh, Creighton. Been a fan for 50 years. Sorry, guys. Uh, just like Jeff Motes. And, uh, we might have to kick you off the show right now. You keep, you keep going. I I'm don't kidding. care I'm that kidding. you're a Creighton fan. Go hey, for it. <laughs> uh, just soak in the corner there. And uh, one uh, uh, real quick thing about Jabba. Uh, my late brother used to go to school with his dad okay. at uh, Whittier and Lincoln High, I believe. 
his dad was kind of a uh, kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. Uh, kind of a trickster. He'd he had a cane and prankster? he tricked people. What? Uh, he was a prankster. Yeah, trickster, prankster. He had a cane and he'd trip people and then pull the cane back and then look around and you know people he never get in trouble. <laughs> Well played, but, sir. You know, that was then, this is now. Hey, in case I oversleep tomorrow, happy birthday. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. See, take care. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. I was waiting for you to say to Steve, Creighton fan, wait till next year. Oh, no, no. Creighton fan, wait till next year. <laughs> yeah. There. There, because you, you really can't say it that often. But, uh, Steve, thanks for the phone call, 489-1240 or 800-825-5865. What I know about Jabba the Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Prankster? <laughs> Just a guy, a fun-loving guy. Yep, good dude. Fun-loving guy, good dude. We had fun dude, with exactly. him. That'll be on the podcast. Uh, had him kick off hour one. So... Uh, we're talking Nebraska, and clearly Elijah's buying and not fading Nebraska. Connor will will buy and not fade Nebraska if they win on Sunday. I'm just holding. I am not going to make a move. I need to see more from Nebraska basketball. Not anything against Fred, not against this team. I love their effort, their energy, what they're doing. I just wait for... I wait for uh, it to go sideways. Well, I I think more for me right now, and and I'm totally on your page. You need to see more from this group and improve because they're they're doing quite frankly superhuman things. Well, exactly because if they win Sunday, how many Husker fans did you think were were going to look at their record and be, hey, we're in mid to late February, and the record is 500 and in this pretty league. and it's seven and ten in the Big Ten too. We were talking two weeks ago. Is this Husker basketball team going to win another game this year? I know. And three weeks ago, it was Fred Watch. Exactly. And I'm glad it's no longer Fred Watch. There's still games left. We're at Rosie's coming up the 28th of February. Road show Tuesday in front of Nebraska-Michigan State. It's always special when Sparty comes to town. Of course, thoughts, prayers, and love to Michigan State, what they're going through. It's always fun to see uh, Sparty come to town and Coach Izzo talk to his security people, point out that blonde woman, which is my wife, and uh, he actively tries to avoid her, and he should. (laughs) Uh, Jokes aside, Sparty coming to town's uh, another big one. Northwestern, are you sold on them, Elijah? Are you sold on them, Connor? Who else are you buying? Who else are you fading in the Big Ten? I know Indiana's been... Not what they need to be on the road, but they've protected home. So to me, I think Indiana is your second best team in the Big Ten. I know statistically, uh, Indiana and uh, Northwestern are right there. Northwestern's the the number two team. Uh, Purdue's great, and they play great, and they take tough shots. I think Illinois can flip it on. I think Iowa's a hell of a good team. I think Sparty will get downhill, assuming they can come back from this emotionally. And I think Rutgers hangs in to get in. And I think Penn State is is in real trouble. Mm-hmm. I think they are in real, real trouble. Northwestern's reacted and separated themselves. Northwestern's had a great week. They've had a record-breaking week. They've never beaten four ranked teams in a single season ever. They accomplished that last night with a window over in Indiana. You know the answer to that question for me. 
I yes, Northwestern is legitimate this year. They have a chance to break the regular season win total, and big. They've already tied the uh, Big Ten win total in a single season as well. So, and they still have five games left. So, I they're a lock for the tournament. They were for me before last night. They are even more so now. My my team. I'm selling and no bias here whatsoever as we move into NCAA tournament season. Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. I was, that's where I was going. I was going to Iowa. I was oh, yeah. been, I was been on a bit of a tear recently. They've been kind of hitting their stride, playing how they were expected to play whenever the conference slate opened. But it's Iowa, and once the NCAA tournament rolls around, Iowa's going to find a way to absolutely screw things up. Uh, so they're a team that I'm mm-hmm. selling as being a team that probably sneaks their way in the tournament. And that Nebraska-Iowa game could be huge at the end of the year for Iowa's tournament chances. Mm-hmm. So circle that one. I don't like that payback possibility. You hold them to 50 here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they and they need <laughs> they needed to get off uh, some sort of uh, cement they're stuck in. And Purdue, they, they Purdue, always shoot the lights out at Carver Hawkeye. They do. Oh, yeah. Purdue's leading at Maryland 6-4. to four. Uh, Barn burner, wow. Four and a half minutes in. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Uh, we'll dive back into some Husker football. Some Husker baseball thoughts. Preseason projections are out. Do you agree? Uh, numbers to get in at 489-1240. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back to you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Good to have you in. Some buyer fade, talking Husker basketball and how big Sunday will be with Maryland coming to town. Nebraska tries to make it. Man, when's the last time they cranked out uh, three basketball wins in a row in Big Ten play? It had to be the tournament team. It had to be... The 2018 season, where they that, finished that, that 10 and year. 6. Yeah. The, the Roby years where I go. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. That's the final year of Tim Miles, I believe that was. Wasn't it? Second to last. Second to last year of Tim yep. Miles? Yep. Nope. That's where, that's where I go to. And they were, they was robbed 10 and 6, not getting in in the Big Ten. Down Big Ten that year, but not that down. Uh, in well, my humble opinion. Think about how good that team could have been if, if Isaiah Roby knew how good he could have Just been. Just stop. I knew you were going there. <laughs> that is not expired, okay? It's burn into our brains and eyes and ears with BTN. No. Husker Baseball, where are they at? Where are they at? They are fifth. Scott roasted you in the comments. <laughs> we need a double take on that one. It's it's It's... What? <laughs> 17 degrees outside. Scott There's says, 87 uh, feet of snow. I'm all of a sudden glad I didn't wear a hat to this today. For, for those listening over the radio, Scott chimes in and says that Marvin the Martian wants his helmet back in reference to the uh, stocking cap that Chris is wearing today. And I, I see it's the resemblance as, now. It's not as tight. You have a gray one on too, but yours yeah. is Carhartt. I was going to say, why isn't he Pro- gross? Product placement. They make the best stuff. It's good. Love me some Carhartt. And, and Von Miller, spokesperson for Carhartt, is kind of sure. what, what put me on. Now, to the point of of wearing what you wear you were wearing carhartt before it became the next run of north face or patagonia oh yeah oh yeah i mean they just, they just make good stuff everyone knows carhartt makes good stuff sure. and I, I guess coming from uh my, my dad my grandpa both work in construction that it well, no you're wearing it you're wearing your coveralls kind of passed down yeah yeah, it, yeah. it's it's timeless exactly yeah scott thank you for the uh the the martian helmet so we're gonna talk baseball five rub you wrong is it the card that you can play all season long? You're going to have self 
motivation if you're Nebraska baseball because of what last season was versus what it was supposed to be. Now you're fifth. <laughs> you're preseason five. You'll have three players that are preseason all Big Ten. Why not? Will Bolt's great at motivating. Will Bolt's great at figuring out what's gone wrong. And last year it was chemistry. Last year a lot of it was mental. And fellas, most of it was injury. Uh, Quinn says we need more Connor Clark takes. Family member? Oh, no, just a friend. Okay. Hi, Quinn, Quinn. Well, well done. Thanks for watching. Yes. I mean, so, Nebraska baseball. Fifth, third, behind Iowa, behind Illinois, right in front of Indiana. With, with the amount of fan support and just attention this Husker baseball team gets, you, you'd think anything is possible in a, in a Husker baseball season. You kind of look back to two years ago as being the prime example of that, where uh, I don't think anyone was expecting Nebraska to have this kind of season that they did with p- uh, potential to, to go host a regional. And I know you had to go down and, and face Arkansas, but that was the Husker, that was Husker awesome. baseball season a long that, time. That, and, and that, nobody was, that saw, was juice. That was so good. Nobody saw a season like that coming before the season started. And that, that's the, the fickle nature of baseball is, uh, especially college baseball, is you know what? You can get two or three guys in your team that can just get hot for a season and that can carry, or you can get a pitcher that gets hot for a season, and wow, you, you pretty much guarantee yourself a win every single Friday night, and that's going to guarantee yourself a lot of success in the Big Ten. So, I mean, that's whenever you talk about starting pitching, that's kind of what this season comes down to to me because I think there's enough hitting in this lineup, uh, enough returning experience through the order, uh, enough uh, – I don't want to call it hype, but enough high-level guys that they've brought in to, to add in that lineup. I think the question to me becomes, what can the starting lineup do this weekend? It's a new-look starting lineup. What does Emmett Olsen look like setting the table on Friday night for, mm-hmm. for a weekend series? What do the two new guys look like on, on Saturday and Sunday? Because if you can expect six or seven quality innings out of those guys every single weekend, and that's a, a tall order to ask, but if you can expect that from those guys that, you know what? Even if our offense isn't playing poorly, our pitcher is going to make it into the sixth inning. He's going to make it into the seventh inning. He's going to keep us in this ball game. I think the Husker baseball team has a chance to go out and win the Big Ten, and I know that's that's lofty aspirations. But but with what kind of of experience this pitching staff has? I mean, I mean Wichita State transfer has been in the mm-hmm. rotation for a couple of years. Emmett Olson, we got to see last year, and he looked really good. And then what, probably the best baseball player in Canada coming out uh, to come be your Sunday starter. There's potential there. What can this, this starting pitching do this season? That's the question to me because I think that's where the Huskers, uh, not just the starting pitching staff, but kind of the pitching as a whole, mm. um, kind of let, let the team down last season. And well, then, the and offense, whenever, whenever, the whenever offense the pitching was, was going, the offense wasn't going. When the offense was going, the pitching wasn't going. And last season just became a mess that way. So do you have a pitching staff that can set the tone for your team? And can the hitters know, you know what, even if we're not getting things going through the first six innings of the game, we know we have a pitching staff that's going to give us a chance in the late innings. That's what it is. Is 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 your middle relief going to be reliable if your offense isn't going? Is your injury situation going to be bearable this year? Mm-hmm. And from an offense, Connor, I mean Nebraska. I don't know what their power is going to be like, but it needs to be more consistent power. It's hard to string extra base hits uh, around. You had a lot of stranded runners. You had a lot of uh, ball players that. We're part of one-score losses. Sorry, football fan. <laughs> well, so, sim- simply put, not to jump on Connor, uh-huh. your power hitting is not bolt ball. I think it's what, is, what it, it's, 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 it was them playing to their strengths last but year. But it is I college think, baseball. I think power hitting was was the team's strength last year, and that says something considering the power numbers weren't necessarily there. Last year is still their, their, their 
their strength. They had, had timely play. power hitting the roadie to Arkansas that year. They had mm-hmm. timely power, they had time, but but that was not what that team was built on. It was built on singles Speed and, and doubles, yeah. getting some steals here and there, not getting thrown out on the base paths, just you know ad- advancing the the duck on the pond. Uh, getting him around to score that's i don't think will bolt wants a team that relies on the home run or the you know what the the, the extra base gapper to score their runs that, that's not what he wants that's not the type of baseball team that he's constructed through his coaching career well and you mentioned the the bullpen too how much support can you get from that group because it's nearly impossible to be successful in the sport of baseball without a good bullpen right because mm-hmm. you know a lead doesn't matter if it's just going to be given up later in the game and i think by the time nebraska plays their home opener come March 7th against Northern Colorado, you're already going to know a ton about this team because obviously the four-game trip against San Diego to open the year, then you play three at South Alabama, you go up to Minnesota, and, well, the competition doesn't get any easier there because you play Vanderbilt, Hawaii, and Ole Miss, all three in a row. So you're going to know a ton about this team, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Hopefully they're healthy throughout all that, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, Chris, about the – you know, injuries early on in the season kind of screwed things up from the get-go. But, I mean, if this team can have success, especially in a road trip like this to open up the year, San Diego was a good team last year. They were 37-20, and and they beat some really good competition as well. So it's going to be a great test to open up the year. And when when they come back to Haymarket Park, you're going to know this identity of this team, and you'll have a much better picture of where they'll finish in the the grand scheme of things in the Big Ten. And same with a good point on Twitter tweets uh, at me at Herbal Essences. Don't forget how deep the bullpen's going to be. Shannon, Jake Buns, uh, Kyle Perry, guys that you thought could have been in the starting lineup. They're now resigned to the bullpen, which I think, A, says something about the starting lineup this season, what they think they have there, but B, how important a bullpen is going to be. you got a lot of experienced arms in that bullpen. I want to see Buns back. I loved what he did against Arkansas. I mean, he was he was feeling it, and he got squeezed that game. We'll wind down a, a Thursday. It's Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, it's Hale Varsity. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Uh, big thanks to Jabba Chamberlain and... Of course, Brandon Vogel. Tomorrow, we'll have a little bit of an excerpt from our sit-down with Gary Barnett. Uh, also, time with uh, Brady Altman's from Hale Varsity. Bill Dolman, before he heads off to see the boss and Bruce Springsteen. I, I don't know who's going to have the better weekend, Bruce getting to see Dolman or Dolman getting to see Bruce. But uh, I'm sure... Uh, Pleasantries will be exchanged. Nick, with this, we were talking basketball a little earlier. Get a kick out of this. Was Danny Nee shady? Why was he fired? Danny was creative, okay? (laughs) I love Danny Nee. I love Danny Nee. When I was in college, Danny Nee brought to me and my college radio buddies in Avery Hall he brought a six-pack of Budweiser Tall Boys and joined us on the air. What year of college was this? Oh, he was there, and I think he was done in 99-2000 or 2000, because I think Collier started 2000-2001. But, but Danny, much like Tim, 
got hosed. They finished fourth in the Big 12. Wait, wait, let's, let's, let's backstep for a second. That means that would have been your freshman or sophomore year of college. No, no, I had three freshman years. I was fine. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I was I was old enough. Okay. He wasn't. <laughs> that was the question. <laughs> no. Danny was not my buyer. That's, that's what you're asking. I think that sounds pretty shady to me. <laughs> no. D- Danny, uh, Danny lived in a world in the big eight where you had Oklahoma that sometimes missed the NCAA tournament, and it wasn't because of performance. Right? Kansas got put on probation. Uh, Larry Brown coached there, for God's sake. Okay? If Larry Brown's at your school, the NCAA's coming after you. Sorry. Missouri. Now, Danny Nee was great. He got Nebraska to the NCAA tournament four years in a row in five years. And Danny Nee and Bill Byrne probably would still punch each other in the face. They did not like one another. Okay? And that's that. And, and quite honestly, for the job that Danny did and wasn't getting a bump that he should have got, he's routinely finishing, I know it was the Big 8 and then the Big 12, but he was finishing top five in that league. He'd beat Kansas pretty routinely. Not every year, but he'd split more times than not. Um, Danny was intense, and he recruited NBA guys, and Danny also let them go do their thing. No, Danny Nee and Bill Byrne were the, the, the issue. One was the boss, one was the coach. And uh, I think I think Danny maybe flirted with Rutgers, and that didn't do so well for Bill Byrne. And that was that. He was dismissed. Was he shady? No more so than a lot of guys trying to make it in the Big 8, Big 12. I'm not trying to get sued here. I don't have any evidence <laughs> of him being shady. I love Danny Nee. Mm. I think that's a good way to wrap the show today. Yeah. My daddy's the best, man. Yep. Can I, can, I, I can't do the Danny impersonation justice, but yeah, we'll take Bud Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you tomorrow at four. Not Hale Varsity. Thanks for tuning in. A Huda Media Production. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.